Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Red, Red, White, a novel of true love and light. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 7, Big Bear. The night was beautiful as I sat out on the deck and watched the sunset, memories flooding my mind. My grandfather taking me to get ice cream, grandmother teaching me a new painting technique. How my grandfather would tease that she was keeping this family afloat by selling her paintings. Then Hendrick crossed my mind. I missed him. He hadn't responded to my texts, but I hadn't expected him to either. I had the impulse to send him some healing energy. My energy rose, thinking of the times we spent together. My torso tightened, and I released that energy, sending it to him, sending him love and healing light. As I opened my eyes, I saw her light, red, red, white. That was it. I knew how to bring my painting together. I walked into the studio and readied my paints. Looking at what I had done, I could feel the anxiety, fear, and confusion. From that emotion, I brought in the healing light of the lighthouse. She had been my rock for as long as I could remember. She calmed me then and continued to do so now. Her silent strength was my protector, and the glow from her lights was her love showing me the way. Her light gave warning and protection to the many who dared to sail the rocky waters. My desire was that her light would do the same to all who saw this painting. Before I took pictures to send them to Tatum, I asked Granddad to come see the painting. I waited outside so that he could feel it alone, with no commentary from me. He seemed like he was in there forever. When he came out, his eyes were red. Granddad, everything okay? He smirked. Yeah, kid. What's wrong? It gives me such joy to see you be the amazing artist we all knew you could be. Your grandmother and I would discuss your talent in secret 
away from your grandfather. She knew you were talented, and all she could hope for was that you painted your truth, not what was expected by others, but the emotion you felt. He looked at me tenderly, and my eyes welled up. Your grandmother felt trapped. She was exceptionally talented as well, but they lived here, and only a few saw her work. To sell, she painted what they wanted, not what she felt in her heart. She is so proud to know that you are painting from your heart, doing something that she was not strong enough to do herself. Just then, I realized the paintings that I had found in the back of the closet were what Grandad was talking about. She had been finally painting her truth at the end of her physical life. She had finally allowed herself to be. Grandad put his arm around my shoulders and led me into the house. Kid, open the trunk. In there, you'll find something wrapped in a brown paper bag. I did as I was told. Before I could open it, though, Grandad quietly walked out. I slowly opened the wrapping that carefully protected a small painting. When I saw it, I trembled. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was a painting amazingly similar to what I had just painted. Different colors, but the feeling of confusion, confinement, then freedom and love leapt off the canvas. How could this be? I took a photo of the painting and sent it to Tatum. Admittedly, I felt nervous that it wasn't what he was looking for, but I painted it for me, so be it. It took Tatum an hour to respond. I truly waited with bated breath. Magnificent! Will he like it? I believe this is better than what he expected. Let me figure out the logistics to get this packaged and shipped. I will forward his response. Congratulations, Evie. You did a spectacular job. I had expected to take a trip back to Denver once I had completed the painting, but that seemed off the table now. To support Hendrick and his daughter, I vowed to send them as much healing energy as I could every day. He might not want to hear from me, but he would feel me often. My phone flashed. It's Nick. Can I call you? I replied immediately with, yes. Hey, Evie, how are you? I I'm great, but what about you? I haven't spoken to you since I left Denver. I am happy and healthy. Thanks for asking. The reason for my call is that my brother is a mess. I know something happened between the two of you. I don't want to pry, but he really needs you. Asia's cancer is really taking a toll on him. Nick, thanks for reaching out. Neither one of us may have handled this situation correctly, but I promised I would be there for him. I just don't think that he wants to hear from me now. In my pain, I said some hurtful things. He gave me a little information, but not everything. 
What he told me is that he felt your energy and it helped him. I know what your energy did for me when I was in the hospital, so I'm calling to ask that you send him and Asia more of that. Funny you should ask. I vowed to do that already. I hoped it helped, but I don't think he would have told me if it did. He is hurt, but he is more mad at himself. He wanted to trust that the feelings you had for each other would be enough to get through this situation. But he wasn't sure and got scared. I am also hurt and angry. Hurt that he didn't trust us and angry at myself for shutting him down immediately. But I needed time to process. So? Didn't he? I don't think I was strong enough to handle it any other way. I'm not here to judge either of you. All I know is that you and Hendrik need to be together. He needs you. As soon as we hung up, I checked flights to Denver. I didn't know where this would take us, but I had to try it. I arrived at DIA and got a rental car. Colby had invited me to stay with her and the boys. I texted Nick that I had arrived safe and sound, and she said she would let me know when Hendrick would be at the hospital. Seeing Colby felt safe and warm. She looked great, and the boys were growing into polite young men. So, when will you see Hendrick? His sister Nikki will call me and let me know when he will be at the hospital. Do you think it's good just to surprise him like this? I don't think he will accept my presence any other way. If he asks me to leave, I will obey his wishes. If he is okay for me to stay, then I'll do so. I have no expectations either way. It is truly up to him how I support him. Plus, he would never have asked me to come all this way out here. Hopefully, he will appreciate that I am here for him. We had a wonderful dinner and caught up on the happenings of our old company and how her new business was coming along. Did you finish your commissioned piece? Yes, I did. It was a true labor of love. I had to love myself to finish it. I grabbed my phone to show her a picture. Evie, this is remarkable. As always, the emotion is palatable. Did the buyer like it? I don't know. I'm still waiting to hear from my agent. I'm sure he'll love it. It is striking. In the middle of our conversation, I received a text from Nikki. Hendrick will be at the hospital in the morning by 9 o'clock. I would suggest after you get there to text him to meet you in the lobby and see how it goes. Good luck. By 8 o'clock, I was already out the door. Life was getting back to its old pace now that people were working in person, and I didn't want to get caught in traffic. I loaded a giant bear in the passenger seat that I had purchased from the toy store near the airport. Then, nine o'clock on the dot, I was in the lobby. I tried to keep myself out of sight, but <laughs> it was difficult with a giant bear in my lap. As each person walked in, I slunk down. It was a busy morning, so I was ducking and bobbing nonstop. Then, 
I saw him. He still made my heart jump. Handsome, but I could see how tired and stressed he was. It didn't matter if I was standing naked in the lobby. He would not have seen me. He was a man on a mission. Now that I knew he was here, I relaxed and went to the coffee shop to grab two cups of coffee. Then I found a quiet corner back in the lobby and texted him. Good morning. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? There was no immediate response, so I sat there patiently, breathing, and trying to calm myself. I wanted to see him desperately, but I didn't know how he would react. Would he reject me, or would he welcome me? Finally, he responded. What? May I buy you a cup of coffee? Evie, I don't have time nor the patience for cute banter. Understood. I am in the lobby with a cup of coffee for you, and I have a present for Asia. Please let me know if I should leave it at the front desk of the children's ward, or if you would like to come down to the lobby. Ten minutes later, there was still no response. Well, I guess that didn't go as well as I had hoped, I said to myself. Just as I was getting ready to deliver the coffee and bear to the front desk, I saw Hendrix stepping off the elevator. Our eyes locked. Then he came over to me, and both of us just stood there awkwardly. There were no big, warm hugs. Just discomfort. What? What are you doing here? He stuttered. I told you I would support you. This is the best way that I knew how. You can ask me to leave and I would understand. Just say the word. I handed him the bear and the coffee. He just stared at me. Okay, I guess no words are needed. Take care of yourself and your little girl, I said as I turned and walked away. When I got back to my car, I fell apart, tears spilling from my eyes. My chest hurt from crying. I needed to control myself, as I was in no condition to drive. Once I pulled myself together, I grabbed my phone to text Nick to let her know I was leaving in the morning. Finding a text from Hendrick, all it said was, Please, don't go. Back at Colby's, the house was quiet. I meditated and cleared my head. Hendrick had asked that I meet him in the hospital cafeteria tomorrow at one o'clock, so my night was free. I took a chance and called Sue, my old next-door neighbor. Evie, how are you? Hey, Sue, nice to hear your voice. I'm in town and was wondering if I could stop by the shop. What? You're in town? Yes, that would be great. I'm at 555 Cliff Hill. Great. See you soon. The shop was a cute little building, brightly painted with stands filled with flowers outside. When I walked inside, I saw Sue standing behind the counter, apron on, scissors in hand, creating a beautiful bouquet. Another woman asked if she could help me find something. 
Actually, I'm looking for my old neighbor. Sue turned around and gave me a gigantic smile. Evie, you made it. Welcome. Beautiful little place you have here. Thank you. Evie, let me introduce you to the other owner. Mary, this is my old neighbor, Evie. She is the one I told you about who helped me realize that being a florist was my genuine passion. So nice to meet you, and thank you. She has been an amazing partner. Business is up. That is wonderful news. Congratulations to you both. Sue and I caught up, and I shared some photos of my commissioned piece. It was apparent that Sue was in her element, and it thrilled me. When I left, we hugged, and she gave me a stunning little arrangement that she had just made. I arrived at the cafeteria early and found a quiet table to wait. My phone rang. He loved it, was the first thing Tatum said when I answered the phone. He does? I exhaled deeply. Yes, and he is very excited to receive it. When can you ship it out? Well, I stammered. Evie, what is it? Actually, I'm here in Denver. You're here? Why are you here? A special friend needed my help, so I came out unexpectedly. And when will you go back? I don't know. Hmm. This could be a problem. Oh, wait. I shouldn't say a problem. Just something that we will need to figure out. Actually, I may have a solution. Give me a day and I'll get back to you. Okay. That will give me time to arrange for the pickup and shipping, she replied. I hope everything is okay. And if you have a chance, I would love to see you. I hope everything will be okay as well. When I got off the phone with Tatum, I reached out to Steve. Steve, huge favor to ask, please, call me. While waiting for his reply, I just sat and waited for Hendrick. I had never liked hospitals much. I always got a weird feeling. The noises and smells put me on edge. Watching people walk by, I could tell who had just arrived to be with family and friends and those who had been here for a while. The look in their eyes told it all. I saw fear, anxiety, worry, exhaustion. Happily, I could say there were a few where I could see joy. I assume they must be here for the birth of a baby. The phone rang, jolting me out of my deep thought. Steve, thanks for calling so quickly. Yeah, what's up? Everything okay? Still working on it, but I need to ask a favor. Sure. What is it? I'm back in Colorado. A friend needed my help, and I don't know how long I'll be out here. You remember the commissioned piece I was working on? Of course. Well, the buyer would like it sooner than originally planned. My agent is making all the arrangements for pickup but I need someone to be there to ensure that they package it properly. Do you know when? Not yet, but I should know in a day or two. Okay, just let me know. Maybe I'll ask my cousin to help me. 
That is an enormous responsibility for a non-artist. I could hear the worry in his voice. Thank you. I didn't want to ask Granddad. I understand. No worries. Just let me know what you need, and I'll make it happen. You're a lifesaver. Thank you. After we hung up, I began people watching again. Then I saw him walking over to me. Handsome as ever. My heart skipped a beat, but I tried to act nonchalant. Thanks for meeting me here, he said as he sat down. Of course, how is Asia? She's doing okay. Her treatment is really taking a toll on her, but the big bear brought a smile to her face. I'm so glad. We looked at each other uncomfortably. Hendrick began. I don't know where to start. You really surprised me when I saw you yesterday. I didn't know how to deal with all my feelings, so I just shut down. Sorry for the surprise, but I knew you wouldn't have asked me to come out, and if I suggested it, you probably wouldn't have wanted me to make the trip. I feel badly about how I reacted to your phone call and news. I was also going through stuff that I didn't want to be doing on my own. In the end, it was better that I had, but I know my words didn't actually say what I wanted them to, and I could tell that I hurt you. Well, it seemed like we both were hurtful in how we handled this. Hendrick, I know we can't just go back to the way things were, and in all honesty, it's better that we don't, but I will put it out there that I hope, one day, we will get to the place that we both hoped we could be together. Thanks, Evie. I have a similar hope. For now, I need to focus on Asia and my new reality as a father. When he said father, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I didn't know what I thought would happen, or even if I had allowed myself to think about anything else. But Hendrick was a father. Anything that he said after that didn't compute. Evie, did you hear me? How long will you be staying? Oh, sorry, I mumbled, still not completely back to the present. I'm here for you as long as you need me. There was a long, pregnant pause, neither one of us knowing what to do next. I longed for him to say that he needed me and didn't want me to leave, but it also scared me. My new life back on the island was what I truly enjoyed. I wanted to go back. You hungry? He asked. Yes, I said a bit too eagerly. Not that I was starving, I just wanted to end this conversation. After lunch, Hendrick looked at his watch. Hey, I gotta go. My shift. Asia's mom needs to get back to work. I understand. Same time tomorrow? I asked hesitantly. That would be great, Hendrick said with a smile. That night, Tatum and I got together for dinner. It was wonderful to see her and to give her an update on the studio. So, how do you feel now that the painting is complete and you know he loves it? 
I feel great, but it took a bit of mental work to get here. How so? Moving back to the island came with a lot of unknowns. Could I paint? Would they sell? But I also found out that there were many unknowns about my family that had hindered me my whole life. I worked through many of those things, allowing myself to feel the pain and confusion, but to also let it go. I had always thought that I could never please my grandfather, and that doubt crossed over into many facets of my life. It actually made me a workaholic, always trying to be perfect. In the end, all he was trying to do was protect me. I can appreciate that, and now that I understand, I can let it go. Only until I could do that could I actually paint that picture. Remarkable. Just remarkable. Now that you said all of this, I can understand your painting more, and it gives me a better understanding of you. Evie Prince. You are a powerful person to take on all those emotions and process them in such a way that has allowed you to grow. I am impressed. So, does that mean I'll see more paintings? Yes, you will. I heard the island is very quiet in the winter, so I should have a lot of time to paint. Wonderful, because my list of interested buyers is growing. I will do a big promotion around this commissioned piece. I am happy to say you have just elevated yourself into a whole new area of the art world. Hearing Tatum say that was almost more than I could handle. I had craved this type of success for so long, and now that it was here, I didn't know what to do. In the back of my head, I heard, Enjoy it. I put my head down and let out a little giggle. What's so funny? My higher self just told me to enjoy it, so I guess that is what I will do. For the rest of the week, Hendrick and I met for lunch. It was wonderful spending time with him, learning about Asia and helping him manage his feelings. As the week came to a close, though, we both knew it was time for me to get back. Our last lunch, words were scarce. Neither one of us wanted to say the inevitable goodbye. We promised each other to talk as often as possible, but we would for sure check in once a week. Thank you for taking this time and being with me. I couldn't have gotten through this week without you. <laughs> Gee whiz, I replied in a teasing voice. In all seriousness, you would have managed just fine. I'm glad that I could take a little of the weight off your shoulders. Asia is going to be fine and grow up to be a beautiful woman. She is lucky to have you as her father. And I look forward to meeting her one day when this is all over. Evie, thank you. I would invite you to meet her, but... He trailed off. Hendrick. Please, you and I both know that time will come when it's right. At least let me send you a picture of her and the bear. She adores it. When she saw it, she gave me the biggest smile, the biggest one since she has been in here. I would love that. Thank you. 
I stood to leave, and Hendrick also stood and met my gaze. He opened his arms, and I gladly accepted his big, warm hug. His smell took me to another time and place. I didn't want to let go, but I had to. As I pulled away, he looked down at me as if he wanted to kiss me. We both smiled, knowing that it was better that we didn't. Walking away from him was hard, but I knew in my heart that this was only a pause in our relationship. When we came back together, we would be stronger than we would have been if this had never happened. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations, written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, you can send anyone healing energy. Think of the person you want to send your energy to. Allow your energy to rise within you. Feel it filling you up. Then, when you're ready, focus that energy on that person. They will feel the energy. They may not know exactly what it is or where it's coming from, but they will feel your positivity and love.